This is Space Cats Peace Turtles, the unofficial podcast for Fantasy Flight's Twilight Imperium. Episode 114. The 2019 Holiday Spectacular. Music by Ben Prunty, featuring Matt Martins and Hunter Donaldson. Merry Xmas time. What'd you get for Christmas? Okay, we're gonna start with me. What'd you um, get for yeah, Christmas? we're gonna o- we're gonna open this episode with just talking Xmas gifts about Xmas our presents. about our wealth. <laughs> yeah, well, I got these awful socks. Yeah. that glow in the dark. That's huh? The, like the I'm thread? wearing them right You're now. Wearing... Oh no, they're like athletic socks. Oh, oh, they're they just very the bright. Yeah, and they're disgusting. <laughs> um, they're the worst socks I've ever gotten. I got some pretty ball and sweaters, but at this point, You've my mom got so many sweaters. Yeah, and see, my mom has a tendency to buy me the same stuff every year. Yeah, like she hasn't bought me those things before. Like the exact same sweater, or just the fact that she keeps getting you sweaters. It's not the exact same sweater, uh-huh. but spiritually, okay, <laughs> it is the exact same sweater. Like she'll find it's always blue. The echo of the yeah. old sweater. <laughs> it's always blue, and it's got one other color involved. It might be a darker blue or a green. I'm telling you, I got seven of these things now. Wow. And if anybody, if any of the listeners want a blue sweater <laughs> that's this is Hit how i'm up. gonna i'm gonna give back this year uh just space cats peace turtles now announcing merch hunter's old sweaters <laughs> you can buy my old sweaters um, you have to pay them. all you have to pay is the shipping and handling because i don't want to <laughs> pay them for out that, of my house but that you could have them my one for a while my mom was into getting me black cardigans like funeral oh man cardigans yikes and i had eight before i told her that she had to stop. That I, could, I could not do it any longer. Uh, Sean, hey, you're here with us today. Yeah, Sean's we got our, Sean O'Connor. Sean's our friend. Sean, what did you make your mom for Christmas? Yeah. Tell the tell the people about your dinner. Uh, this year I made a Christmas goose. <laughs> we ordered it from the meat market, and then we thawed it out for two days. <laughs> and then I cooked it up. And, if you and how much <laughs> fat... Do you now have? You were just throwing. You were giving us fat and begging us. Right. To if take... I'm giving away blue sweaters, uh, you need to get this Ooh. goose fat from Sean. <laughs> yeah, All you have sh- to do is pay shipping and handling. <laughs> yeah, maybe go in on some uh, some dry ice blocks. Okay. Uh, so it doesn't come to you rancid. <laughs> I don't ever understand why uh, with oil. With other foods, you just say it expired or it went bad. But uh-huh. with oil, you it say it's, it went rancid. rancid. Mm, interesting. I cooked the goose and about... What did you cook it in? The oven. No. I, <laughs> <laughs> no, I was trying to prompt you to share your apple brandy goose secrets. I just realized that I forgot the last step on the goose. What's oh, the what last did you step? do? To eat it? <laughs> we forgot to oh, still no! in the oven. Oh, supposed to kiss no, it. I forgot to uh, coat it in honey at the end. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Well, it sounds like you messed up actually, because that sounds delicious. What yeah. does goose taste like? Uh, duck. What Similar? does duck taste like? <laughs> Chicken. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> no, it's a. Uh, it's like a. It's an all dark meat. 
the whole thing. Yeah, it's all dark meat. I'm uh, ready. I'm ready to get out of this. This is already. I'm. I'm getting. Oh, bored okay. You're done. Listener. Okay, fine. Well, it's been eight minutes. That was. Now, that was nice. That was. <laughs> <laughs> super rude thing to do to our guest yeah, cut him off in guest. the middle of him i don't saying, consider him he was a guest. literally after everything he did to me in the middle after of him talking to me. you're like well i'm done with this segment <laughs> anyways <sighs> i got a uh, five cups of fat though oh i love God. it of which i gave you two yeah yep i have two cups of fat that yeah I'm... what did you get for christmas besides two cups goose of fat, fat. <laughs> well besides goose fat uh, i got i don't know some video game. what did i get did i get anything like interesting to the listener what did i get who cares about the listener this is the holiday this is our holiday episode is where we're supposed so, to kick back so and because just have fun because my life is consumed with only finding time opportunity to play twilight imperium and then working on the podcast and then you know enjoying time with my wife i don't play video games so i got a bunch of video games from like you're not last year yeah. and i'm still not gonna play them. right but it's like oh just... i got red dead redemption 2 finally right everyone still want to talk about that game anyone still actively wanting to talk about red i no? was actually All gonna right. ask do you want to give that to me because no i want to pretend here's, that I might play here's my case <laughs> okay you give it to me i play it and i bet i can get it back to you before you would have played it. <laughs> that's <laughs> probably true <laughs> Remember when I put down money on a oh, copy of ridiculous. God of War uh, because all three of us were going to split it, and then I never saw that copy of that video game. Well, that is a ever. weird thing to bring up because the third person that isn't condescended in to that isn't, isn't here, and uh, he'll never be on this show. <laughs> and he okay. doesn't listen. What a jerk. What um, a jerk. Let's talk about let's the talk about Holiday Spectacular. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen it, it's still available on our Twitch, although on I'm going to go ahead and commit um, on the 30th, I'm going to be slapping that bad boy onto on the YouTube. YouTube. Um, so you'll be able to watch it there. I will probably delete it from the Twitch feed, too, once, after, it's on once I do that. Once it's on YouTube, yeah. that's where it's going to live, and that's where you can watch it. Um, it was raucous. Yeah, it was wild. Um, pretty exhausting. Yeah. Uh, funny at times. Weird at times. <laughs> uh, there scary. were a lot of emotions. Scary is a good one. Yeah. Um, and or just uh, unsettling yeah unsettling mm-hmm. upsetting so do we are we supposed to start with that then do we no well we should we should just explain we just played a regular straight up and down twilight imperium yeah um with every with kind of our classic group that we kind of grew to love right. the game with right and they were all playing their favorite factions basically well or, well, or their classic factions yeah. uh alex came in last minute and decided like, he i did... just want to do something different I right just play he necro. just decided last minute that he wa- just wanted to play necro yeah. even though that's not what he played back in the day um but yeah i and i played hakan i don't even like playing hakan that TI4, much anymore yeah it, was, yeah it was really all our favorite ti3 factions yes. and we were playing those uh, I was Mentak. Sean was Clan Asar because we all wanted to hurt ourselves. Right. Uh, we had EJ as Extra, and we had Connor as the L1Z1X. We did a cool uh, kind of draft version for this one, which I was into and I would like to do mm-hmm. more of, which was we had picked our factions. We already knew our factions. I put together hands for the map build that made sense. Like, if you wanted to just put tiles in your own slice tiles i gave each faction made sense with that faction and would work and right and you would feel good about your slice but then we gave it to you and then we did a competitive build and so it was like you can do it you can trade this stuff off you can do whatever you want right you have the tools to make a decent slice and of course because our group was already just like in a weird mood we we started making uh a mean, not good map. Connor yeah. got absolutely trashed. I want to say something slice. for the can for Canon 
at yeah. this point with the ongoing storyline of uh, Connor. Yeah. Um, I'm I'm done throwing shade at that guy. Uh, <laughs> right. He it's, he deserves he, a win. He he's fine. Like he's <laughs> it's it's been two years. You know, it's been two years since he made his horrible mistake and ruined the very first Holiday Spectacular, which you should check out on YouTube. But you can watch it if you don't know what we're talking about. Um, but. There's been just so much shade that we've thrown at him, and we ruined this one for yeah. him. He was the map build was ruthless yes. against him. He and didn't he do basically hardly never, anything. Yeah, yeah, he did come back though after it was over, and he slept on the couch. He did. He did. Oh. Find... So he was that upset about it. No, no, no. <laughs> I'm not saying he was super upset. I'm just saying like he doesn't it's, deserve it's, that. Justice has been done. Yes. and it it should you know it, we should all walk away from that. Yeah. I know? think there was even a moment in the game where he was he was like really down on his luck and everyone was like we should lay off we Connor should, right, in yeah, game right let's right. give him a second to blossom out <laughs> right right so yeah his, his the debt is paid yes i think is what we I, should say. i agree completely uh so yeah we had a mean map we but had a weird it? build is it really <laughs> <laughs> think about what he did think about what he did it was for pretty a second, bad though. it was pretty bad um yeah, please go watch the the first, the first holiday spectacular. Not a visual, uh, not, not a, a visual, visual delight. Story. No, yeah. not not just at a all. Single camera angle, hard could, to read the map. It just could, we've come a long way. It watch could probably use an edit. You know what I mean? I could probably re-edit it and cut out. Have fun. Dead spots, at least. I, <laughs> I mean, know. I, we still have the behind the scenes interviews that we did for that game. So if right. you wanted to put well, an I'm edit together, I'm not gonna do that. Oh, but <laughs> but yeah, I would do. <laughs> I would cut. Just chop out dead, all the fluff, dead air in it. Uh, so what else? Uh, I I knew right away. Oh, the other the other aspect to this map build was the only thing we determined about seating order was that we picked who our like neighbors would be. We made yeah. it all. We made it purely emotional about who we would sit next to, and mm-hmm. we didn't know anything about their slices or anything. I mean, we knew what factions they would be, but like I knew I wanted to sit next to Sean. Right. Uh, partly because I knew he would probably try to gun it for me, and I thought that would be a good show. But also, right. like I, my goal was to get. Cruises out there, and everywhere he tried to scavenge, I was gonna steal all of his trade goods. Right, that's that didn't really happen. That though, didn't did really it? happen. <laughs> uh, but the other thing happened for sure. Right, uh, and then my other neighbor was Connor. Yeah, L one Z one X, who had a terrible slice. So I I got sat between just two weird ones, and then was planning to trade with you, Hunter, across the table. Yep. You were directly across from me, and we my, traded. My plan was for you to get all the heat, and us to have a very friendly game, the yeah. two of us. I got so much heat that I didn't get to really be that friendly with anyone. I didn't right. really get to do very much at all. Well, also <laughs> me, it should be noted, uh, we didn't actually get to pick our spots. We were the last two yeah, spots true. to pick. Um, so we both had to sit kind of in the middle of the tape. I mean, yeah. everyone's in between two other people. But um, the if you look at the video, the way it's set up is me and Matt are in the center of either side of the table. So yeah. we were sitting across from each other. My neighbors were Alex and EJ. And right out from the gate, um, if, you've, if you've been a longtime listener of the show, there's an infamous game we refer to as the Butt Brothers Coalition game. And my plan going into this game was to do a Butt Brothers 2 and include myself in it. Um. That was my plan, was yeah. to form some sort of pretty wide... Oust I mean, my plan Sean. was... Yeah. Sean was the original... No, 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 no. I oh. wanted Sean. Oh, you wanted I Sean. I just didn't it. think we could get him. You Got were it. like you were like some Hollywood producer... Yeah. ...who, who knew it was a profitable uh, <laughs> a profitable get, mm-hmm. and you were like, well, we got to get well, at least one of the originals, right. and right. you couldn't get me, but you got Alex. Yeah. <laughs> Sean, was, Sean was an agent of chaos from the word go. Yeah. And so I wasn't... Which we knew. We gave right, him of so Of course, much. of course. <laughs> 
Uh, but my but eventually, probably going into about round one or two, my plan was basically me, Alex, and EJ would form uh, Brothers Two. Yeah. Um, and I mean, you can see how that went. It was trepidatious. Out. Yeah, no. Alex it, 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 wasn't fully on board. I basically. basically had all these ideas for how to shape the game a specific yeah. way, and none of them worked out. <laughs> and mostly because there were some people, and I'm not going to say who, uh-huh. some people just wanted to play a regular game of Twilight Imperium. And how dare they, <laughs> I say. How dare they? Yeah, Al, I mean, what? You and I are the only people who had played TI within the last basically year. Except That's for EJ. True. EJ's played a few times. Right. Alex maybe played once within the last year, but right. Sean and Connor hadn't played since last holiday. Yeah, but Sean, I mean, Sean always beats his own drum. You yeah. know what I mean? You've always played Twilight Imperium. You've always seen that there's the points and that's fun or whatever. I think you've said many times, Sean, that you don't think you've ever won a single game of Twilight Imperium or you've won exactly one or something? Uh, I th- I've won once. Uh, but I will say, going into the game... I did want to win, but the way I wanted to win was killing everyone else. <laughs> but I gave on, up on that really fast because it just wasn't going to be impossible. fun. Yeah. Right. And also, it would have taken... Well, years. I don't know, because uh, if I had kept going... Yeah. And you should have so, so, Sean took my home system in like round three or so, mm-hmm. something like that, pretty early. Maybe round two. I don't know. I did leave myself my home system pretty open and... He was going the other direction, and then you did a 180 and jumped. Like I could have, I could have probably had three sar balls going, and if I had two full yeah. pie slices, I I don't know how much longer that game could have lasted. Right, too. right, right. Because so, Connor had nothing, so he would have been next. Exactly, you would have easily walked through yeah. the both of us, and then pick and pick honestly, another direction. Alex didn't have that much on the board at that point either. Yeah, yeah, you had your pick of the litter, and instead you chose me. Uh, took out my home system. I was able to get it back the next round. It didn't take wildly long, but I mean, it left me with were, nothing. Yeah, I mean, the table kind of helped you get yes, back. Yes, yeah, yeah I, I was I was paid to get back on the board because everyone saw the you know mm-hmm. the message in the tea leaves of Sean being just unstoppable if he if he gobbled up three total slices. Right. Uh. So yeah. So it was a wild game. Um. I had. Oh, you want to talk about that? An outburst. Okay. So there's a moment that kind of, I think, makes the whole game. You, I, I believe someone made a clip of it on Twitch yeah. if you want to check it out. Uh, the, the moment has been labeled support for the chair. Um, <laughs> and I'm going to give some of the buildup and then you describe what happened. So the buildup was Sean had two SAR balls and one was pointed at Alex and one was pointed at Matt. And I, Alex, had just dissolved the Butt Brothers Coalition. Right. Because he was a, he was playing a very greedy necro, yeah, very greedy. He wanted to be fed constantly and all these other things. Um, That's Alex as a player. Yeah, he's, he's just he's always greedy. He always so, wants more for so much. And then he was upset because I didn't give him whatever it was that he wanted. And I was trying to be a manipulative Hakan. So I wanted to try and pay Sean an exorbitant amount of money, like yeah. nine trade goods. Yeah. I wanted to pay him to invade alex's Alex. home system and then and then and if sean invaded matt's home system he would get nothing he would get no trade goods for right. doing that um but he decided to flip a coin to decide he actually true flipped chaotic command, evil yeah a command <laughs> counter um and he flipped a, he flipped it and it came up alex 
that he was supposed yeah. to invade Alex. And then he did the, the, he, he did the, he did the thing my <laughs> wife does when it's time to pick between the two places we want to eat at, and it's like okay, it's between it's between the the grilled cheese place or the hamburger place, and it's like all right, we'll flip the coin, boom, cheeseburgers. Okay, well I definitely want hamburgers. But that's that, the trick. Seeing seeing the message, seeing the like you have to do this immediately makes you go, oh, I want to do the other thing then. For right. Sure. But well, except for what you. What you just said didn't make any sense, though, because you said cheeseburgers. Oh, I definitely want hamburgers. I meant What does that even cheese. mean? What did... I meant grilled cheese. Get out of here. <laughs> I we said can't grilled even cheese go the back. first time. I we said can't... grilled cheese the first time. Move on. <laughs> <laughs> anyways, Sean flips it, comes up Alex. He just invades. He does Matt anyways. Because he In always lieu knew he of was... n- not getting nine trade he goods. He said no to nine trade goods in order to do this. Um, so I got And then what happened? Tiffed. <laughs> okay. I want to be very, very clear. This is a board game with my friends, and they are supposed to all get what we're doing. And we said at the beginning of the stream, we said off off the record even, that this was going to be a, a World Wrestling Federation style, style game. We were, we were bringing drama, raw emotion and drama, drama into this. Emotion. And what does that, what does wrestling, what's the one thing we all know about wrestling? They break chairs. They break chairs. <laughs> so... It was time for me to bring on the show. I got to bring on the heat. It's old Matt Daddy, and he's got to tell the children what they like need this. to know. I don't like I this. I picked up my chair, and I threw it on the ground, it and broke it. I didn't know that the plastic would be chair. so weak, and it shattered one of the wheels into an oblivion, and uh, I don't know. What was your reaction? <laughs> Sean, how did you feel? When, when Matt broke that chair. Well, I'll say, as soon as I took the home system, it was triumph. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's a photo. You can find the photo. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's now our Christmas card. Yeah, there's a very good Christmas photo. <laughs> it was like all of the years I'd been playing TI was leading up to this moment. <laughs> God. It was like seeing... It was like seeing... Imagine you're a child. <laughs> And your parents have a beautiful clock on the wall. <laughs> and you've always wanted to just hold it. And uh, and they never let you. They'll never take it down or give it to you. So, so over years and years go by, and you're looking at this clock, and it's beautiful. Uh-huh. And you want it so bad, and you can never have it. So you hate the clock eventually. Oh, I see. <laughs> and then you finally get tall enough that you can reach it. And maybe you wanted to do something and you didn't get to, you know, you, 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 you wanted to go out with your friends and you couldn't that night and your parents were going out, they were going to have a romantic dinner and you're big enough that you can just tip it off this. You just, maybe you get a broom and you just. Do I need to call your mother and figure out and tell her what happened to her clock? Is this, is now, is this now when she finds out what happened to her very expensive Belgian clock? Finish the story. <laughs> so the, so. I finally get to do the thing I wanted to do, and I get to ruin Matt's to clock. ruin Matt's clock, <laughs> knock his clock off the wall onto the floor, and shatter the glass. I clock, I clocked him. You clocked him right in the face, um, right in the home system. So yeah, no, it was immediate triumph, <laughs> triumph followed by um, kind of a wonder of where the game was going to go after that, because right. it kind of felt like anything could happen, right? And then kind of. Uh, confusion mm-hmm. and then um then fear right did you think i was gonna physically harm you no no, no. 
Now, I know that your outbursts are limited to plastic mostly. <laughs> <laughs> I hope. So uh, it's funny because in the past we've gotten like comments on streams of like, I would never want to play with Matt. That's a, that's an extreme behavior and he, mm-hmm. he needs to grow up. Mm-hmm. And yeah, sure. Uh-huh. That's all true. But also. It is true. They, no, no, no. But that is true. <laughs> but you guys, everyone knows what they're signing up for. And at this point, it's a, it's a thing that is almost a requirement from me. Especially on the That's holiday. true. The also, audience does want it. Like they my want wife would rather it. me break a chair than to burst my forehead through the center of the table. Right. Which you did do, though. You did head death. Well, sort he, of. You did head death. Not nearly as much. Right. But you did do it. Okay. <laughs> so there's, yeah, you get a mat head. This is what we gave you this Christmas. <laughs> you got a mat head desk and Matt broke a chair. And there's a Christmas card. Like it's yeah. it's all the things. It's real. Like we gave you all the things. Now and there's Pokemon cards. And there's Pokemon <laughs> cards. Uh, I I want to talk about how I felt because my fear was just that perhaps you'd given it over to the dark side so much that the the stream was going to be rough going forward. <laughs> that that's that's what I thought was like. Oh, this is a very good moment in this. Now what happens, yeah. basically? No, you guys all did the right thing, which is in those moments of my unadulterated rage, you all don't stop turning the knife. <laughs> like, you all started... I don't think you all... You all either started singing insults at me, or, like, you, it was group, like, cheering on my demise and, right. like, making mm. fun of me very mm. actively. And when that happens, I don't get to stew in it. I have to, like, all right, well, time to... <laughs> right. Did, time to redivert. <laughs> because you... Well, you left the table, and then... I had to go get a new chair. Oh, yeah, yeah, right. and, he had and while he And while was. he was out getting the chair, we were just... I remember just sitting at the table and looking at each player and trying <laughs> to gauge how they were feeling, and then I looked back at you, and in my brain, I was thinking, are we going to keep... Do we get to keep, keep going? Like, can we... <laughs> is there still going to... Be. Is there still going to be a game? Yeah, yeah. I, 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 I. Here's, here's my thing. Especially at that point, once because it had already gotten so intense, I was like, okay, I want to fuel more interaction like this. Yeah. But then the game got so the game got long. The game well, gets because long once in the once one person gets gutted and has to just come back from nothing, and then Connor's to my left, and he's trying to just rise from nothing. Yeah, the game sort of turns into like three people that have been absolutely crippled, we and should- the game sort of. Not that it's not entertaining, but it, it does slow down quite a bit after that. I wonder how you might feel about that. I think I've I've already sort of said this to you before, but I do think that the game probably would have been more interesting if we had eliminated you. And yeah. here's why. Here's here's no, here's I, why. I agree. I'm, I wasn't going to go down without a fight, but a, yeah, a fed SAR yeah. to the extent of that which that would have been. Yeah, it would have been insane. Would have been. Prob- a very strange mid game. Yeah, it would have been a ludicrous mid game. Absolutely, basically. Yeah, but then once I was able to claw back a little bit, and then like I was kind of in range of a victory. That that became all that mattered to me anymore, which meant I started taking the game seriously, strategically seriously, and not fun seriously. Right, right. Like I I started like, oh my gosh, if I could make a comeback from this, that seems cool to me. Right. My so only I was pushing goal. For that. So what I did for the rest of the game after that, I didn't really feel like playing for victory points anymore because I wanted more chaos and more weirdness. <laughs> so my only thing that I wanted to do after that was uh, to see scoring victory points and instead set myself up to, to decide the winner. Yeah. So I maintained control of the speaker token for the rest of the game between me and EJ. Yeah, yeah you two um, did a p- politics lockdown. Yeah. We you took locked- politics every single round. I took... So... Yeah, I took politics every single round and either gave it to myself or to EJ. I just yeah. kept doing that. Wait, that doesn't make sense. 
Oh, to because yeah, yeah, you, your, yes, you, you could take politics. Yeah, you, you took, could take politics every right. time as long as you're not giving the speaker token to the same person. Yes, it's over just and bounce over. it back and forth between you. And, and then I got Quantum Data Hub node because I wanted to force a situation where every player had to argue with why they should win. Get in the Imperial, end. yeah. And it just the game had gotten so serious by the end of it that well, and also it was meaningless basically yeah. the way the game had played out. There was no way I could hold everybody over the barrel. You but, couldn't engineer that scenario anymore. Yeah, basically, I will say. Watching the game from start till when Sean does his thing and there is the crazy moment is really great. And I really stand by that content. After that, it kind of just becomes a normal game with like me and Sean not really playing. (laughs) Yeah, it turns into a game where two people aren't taking it seriously and the rest of the table is maybe holding a grudge against them for not taking it seriously enough. Which is weird. Yeah, but... I, I want. I just wanted more. I wanted more. Yeah. I was like, that was that was fun. I want. I didn't I want have the more. tools to do more. I definitely wanted to do more. I wanted to be pillaging people. I I pillaged <laughs> maybe once that whole game, and not for lack of trying. I couldn't get adjacent to people. I mm-hmm. had empty stuff all around me, and then the lack of units to get where I needed to go to to do yeah. anything about yeah. it. Yeah, I did try to take your home system. Once. Oh, I don't even remember. You don't? It was it. I, it was not going to work, but I got a really good roll the first round of combat with mm-hmm. the morale boost. Mm-hmm. It was when you had just all the fighters. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I do remember and that. And if I had... I, I had I all was... you needed was one crazy round to swing that combat. It was like... The mm-hmm. first round was was great. He had a massive fleet versus like... Um, like I basically just massive had a huge, fighter. Huge fighter. So it was all yeah. fodder. Yeah, you didn't. You didn't but have you had, fighters. You still had three it dreadnoughts. So yeah. it was like great. Yeah. Um. Well, do we want to do we want to leave the rest up to? Yeah. Then please, getting to watch. Yeah. The, please. The game? Please watch it. There is a surprise at the end that we haven't even touched on, and yeah. I refuse to touch on because sure. we've made it this far without talking about sure. it. Um. So yeah, I think. In general, watch it to that point, and then kind of see, at least see how it ends, because yeah. the ending might surprise you. Right. The person that Maybe you think can... is going to win doesn't win. That's absolutely true. Because they they did not understand the game. Yeah, they were sure. wrong about what and, we were playing. Uh, right. And we go. We also went, I will say, from really all of us just not having really any fun. Right. By the by, the end-ish. By yeah. Like yeah. the yeah. penultimate. Yeah. Right. Um. And then immediately went to just chaos, scree- back, just screaming. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And we and we we planned it by design that way. Uh, so there is a new. I I don't want to spoil it. Who wins in the end? But there is yeah. a new holiday spectacular victor. Yep. Um, just to update the scoreboard for now, I have two holiday spectacular wins. Sure. Uh, I am supreme champion of the holiday spectacular. Garrett. Who um, we Garrett, haven't played with since the first holiday spectacular, played, yeah, but yeah. Garrett has one. Garrett has one, and we have a, and then we have a new champion. Mm-hmm. And going into next year, there will be um, probably I'm probably going to try and next year I want to do a recap video yeah, sure. that just shows you little What's pieces happen- of the, the storyline so thus far. far. Yeah, um, I will say I think next year's holiday spectacular should be a little bit about uh, Matt's revenge on Sean. I liked the storyline. Every this year single of, time I play with Sean, that's what I attempt to do right. and then fail. So one of these days, you're going to get him back. I'm going to get him. Well, the problem is again, too much about. I start trying to win Twilight the game, Imperium. and I yeah. forget to win my game. You can't beat Sean if Sean isn't playing. For Victor <laughs> you can't. You can't beat him right. if he's not playing for right. that. Yeah, it's true. So, um, I want you guys to decently quickly tell me. I wasn't with you guys when you played Dune. Uh, oh yes a couple days before the holiday spectacular we didn't play it for the holiday spectacular but you guys played it on stream we actually did a stream of root 
Then the next day, you guys did a stream of Dune. Mm-hmm. Then we did the Holiday Spectacular of TI. And immediately after TI, we played a game of Root with the new Underground expansion. And then we off-stream played another game of that. We have played many strategic board games yeah. in the past week. Yeah. So... Break- many, and we played Root at my house. Like, and we played Root yeah, um, twice. We've we've played actually quite a bit. We've of played Root. a lot of uh, a lot of Root this this trip. But tell me about that Dune game real quick. Cause... So I don't want to give away the ending. Let's not. Let's okay. hold the ending back. Um, it has a fantastic ending. Uh, uh, love the end of the game. Uh, it will be on YouTube uh, probably a couple weeks into January. Um, Pay attention to some of Sean's when as you're watching it. Pay very close attention to some of Sean's last lines there's like a there's like a final climactic battle that's going to happen mm-hmm. and sean was like a little a little wordsmith in how he phrased something to his opponent yeah. and and the way he phrased it is so poetic that it it makes the ending i might me. edit a little emphasis into yeah. it yeah. um actually to kind of sell that moment um but yeah i played as uh harkonnen uh sean played as benning g's benning g's um we had Chris Schock playing as Atreides. Mm-hmm. We had Chris Rogers playing as Fremen. EJ played as uh, the Space and Guild. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> <laughs> as Space and Guild. And then Ryan uh, played as the Emperor. Yeah. Um, alliances uh, got weird. Alliances were, were not normal, okay. I would say. Um, I, I ended up basically... All the all the alliances I wanted to have, I got kind of uh, thrown into being allied with Atreides, which, as Harkonnen, yeah, feels Harkonnen like Atreides you're just too weird. good at fighting, yeah. but nothing else. Right. So it felt a little bit like doubling down on a meaningless position. I, I don't know. see uh, scenarios where it would be very good, but you'd have to have worked up to that point. It just felt like I didn't I didn't need Atreides to like really lock down right. all of my combats. Both like of that. you need money. Yeah, not, I don't know, it, it it felt a little redundant, so I didn't love uh, the alliance. Um, yeah. I will, here's something I will spoil, uh, my game was going great, actually, um, for a while. I, I felt like I was, like, um, keeping up uh, economically, even though I didn't have a partner that was helping me out with yeah. it. I just felt like I was staying ahead and staying on top of it, and then there was a climactic fight with you, Sean, where I had a lot of guys at risk, and you had my traitor. Oh, wow. And you're Harkonnen. And I'm Harkonnen. Yikes. And I never got to use a traitor once. Wow. Never did. That's rough. Um, so did that yeah. crush your... I mean, did that kind of leave you in ruins? It crushed it. it yeah. I mean, you know... That's what happens in Dune. Dune I mean, you, you get ruthless. one big one, and then that's, uh, that's it. If you, if you lose a big fight in Dune, you're going to spend the rest of your time trying to recover from it. And then that means all... What you need is for the game. This needs to be a ten round game yeah. now because you got to come back, right? And that's going to take a long time. And I didn't have the right, you know. I'm stuck in this alliance with uh, <coughs> Atreides. Um, basically, once I lost all my dudes, I was like, the only alliance I want right now is uh, the Emperor because yeah. the Emperor can help me get my dudes out of the out of the tanks. Yeah. Once your dudes are in the tanks, it's yeah, really messed up. So I mean, I need. You know what I need is if 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 there's a Dune Pro listening right now, will you just message me on Discord and tell me like, what is how are you supposed to mitigate the idea that are you just supposed to never have a stack above a certain hmm. like amount? Maybe. Is it just like pro doom players or like armies of, of five when five is like the highest? Cause you can never risk losing more than five. Right. Cause I didn't, I'm not trying to say I didn't have like a ludicrous stack, like 15 or something right. like that. I think it was like eight or nine, but it was like my main stack. Yeah. And 
I don't remember what led us to fight. I don't think it was me getting greedy. I think you you were you were coming at me, and it was like I had the numbers on you, just barely. But I needed to play, and it and it wasn't. Um, I didn't play Fade. I played uh, Fade's brother. Yeah, the four that you have, gotcha. which is like not a great one. And and the thing about Fade um, is that I consider you know if you have a six or a seven leader. The likelihood that someone's going to pick that as a trader is very high, yeah, right? Because right, uh, each player's high... getting getting dealt four. They're going to see that and they're going to be like, "Oh, I would like to take this yeah, for sure." I just thought my second guy was safe. I don't know. I wish yeah. you could remember. Do you remember what traders you got? Was that like the best one that you got dealt? Uh, it was tied with someone else. Ah. I think I had two fours, or it was close. It was yeah. like I I didn't have anything that was really great. I may have gotten one five. But I don't remember. Yeah. Sean, that was your first game of Dune. Yes. What? What? What's? What do you think? Yeah. What do you think about the Benny? Uh, I'm. I mean, I'm not sure if I. I'm not sure if I played them. Were you guys doing advanced rules? Yes, okay. we were. Okay. I'm not sure if I played them the way most people played them, but the way that I I wanted to play them in this one was I just wanted to have a advisors in everyone's like cities yeah so every i tried to get advisors and by the end of the game i did i got advisors in every single sounds right person's city me. and i didn't have very many pe- players on the map yeah um i kind of had i started kind of getting a larger force not crazy but i think i had two or three people in the polar mm-hmm. sink yeah um just enough to kind of slow people down or stop them or mm-hmm. be something that you had to think about um i i kind of took some of hunter's advice for for some for some picks and uh what was my advice i don't remember i, don't I mean you you gave me the advice for the pick the pick emperors or sp- oh, space sure for the prediction yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. space and oh, yeah, yeah. for for mid game and uh i mean basically my my whole whole goal there was i mean the whole time i was trying to figure out if i could do a brute force yeah, win right. and kind of always having enough to be a threat in in someone's home yeah, system right uh or not home system like whatever but like their city their city they were locking down um i it never felt like i had really solid i mean ej for most of the game was my like my companion mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, and i was i was hanging out with him a lot of the time and every time i would start to make plans Along the way, it would usually be with EJ. Gotcha. Because he had a huge stack down in the corner. Right. And I was going to... I think we did actually formally alliance at one point. Yeah, you guys were allied. Yeah. And then later, EJ broken. broke that alliance and went with the Emperor, which is like the bane of my existence. Yeah. Space and Guild and Emperor mm-hmm. right, allied. I'm just... I'm so sick of so it. Over it. It's such a potent yeah. combination. Well, and it's funny, too, because from what we've seen out of other... Um, some errata we've gotten like from our previous dune episodes people are saying that 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 combo isn't really that powerful like in the two things that, it's the it's the power of denial to the rest exactly. of the table that's that, exactly it's what just more say. annoying for the four other players at the table it's, it's not that those two now are super powered for each other they would do much better to gain a combat ability to right. get an atreides or benny jesuit on their side right but when they team up together they just lock everybody else out of incomes. Yeah. And if they're doing that late game, that sounds like it would be even worse because that's when people have lost units and really mm. need the income. Yep. Yep. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with everything Matt just said. I think that is 
the that's the problem. It's it's not that they have so much that they can do for each other. It's that everyone else really needs one of them to be their ally. They're like <laughs> the, the I I would say to me right now the pecking order of alliances is like I want I want Space and Guild and then I want Emperor or Space and Guild or Emperor depending on where I'm at and then Fremen I guess to help me if I'm making a bunch of plays for um, I'm talking about from Harkonnen, or really from any of the bottom three. Right. Fremen, Fremen, because uh, I was I allied with Chris at the very Fremen, end. Yeah, yeah. Fremen, and yeah, and that was really great for me as as Benny Jesuit because I had had one of the f- big fights I had went went badly. I forget it was with Atreides. I tried mm-hmm. to pop out and stop him from stop Atreides from getting a bunch of trade goods. Right. And. Did, and that just didn't work out. I think I got a bad roll yeah. as well. Um, it was like, you know, not great odds, but it just didn't go at all. And we did the notebook thing like you're supposed to do. I just feel like we have to like keep reiterating right. like that we're not do making that. up the, the whole like notebook thing. Uh, and Chris took very good notes. Yeah. And I will say it does feel very good being allied with Atreides if they let you look at their notebook. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and Chris was willing to do that. I don't know if that's always... I don't know if I would always have I people look do at my that. notebook. Yeah, I would, I would tell them information when it's pertinent. I will say this. I only asked him if I could see the notebook when it felt like we were kind of at a point where there we really needed to yeah, turn it we around. we just had to make you know? something happen. Yeah. Because right. it's like if uh, Emperor and Space and Guild are allying late game, it does kind of feel like, well, what do you... I mean, me and... Me and a trade or Harkonnen and Atreides were allied, and it's like, what are you going to get a better partner? Like right. you're kind of stuck with me now, so you might as well let me see the book. That yeah. was kind of right. That was my we're logic. Not going I, back I think this. like Chris Shock was just being a sweet uh, ally, but to me, uh, I still think that it kind of makes sense if you're playing as Atreides and you're like, well, we are just really boned right now, so yep. like I I need you to look at this notebook because I need you to make as many plays as possible because right. we have to prevent them from winning. Right, basically. Right. So. Yeah, it definitely becomes more about just stop yeah. stop everybody else and hope to hold on. Yeah, and TTS community, please let Atreides have a notebook yeah. and don't take notes. It's a weird. I think, I think some people are doing that, but there are definitely portions of the Dune TTS community that are just like, well, we can't stop them from taking it's notes, just so, so everybody just take cool. notes. And it's, it's like, the but coolest that rule is literally in the, the whole, game. That's it's actually the coolest their rule power. Of the game. Yeah, that's yeah, actually their whole cool. thing. So just play with, you know, some, some sportsmanship. Uh, hey, I really want to talk about root now. Can I yeah, do one? I'm... Can I do one last? Oh yeah, yeah throw, throw one about, more thing. about the strat. I tried to be very upfront about um, the guest strat at the beginning. Uh, I tried to throw that on the table. What do you mean the guest strat? It'd be like emperor fifth round. Oh, the prediction. Yeah, yeah. You were the like, prediction. oh, this is my prediction. Basically, yeah. yeah. I tried to be very upfront with that at the right. very beginning and just let emperor know what you were going for. It's one of those things that it's like in TI, um, the kind of binding, non-binding type stuff, where you can say whatever you want about yeah. your prediction forever. Right. You can mm-hmm. tell the truth, you can lie, and you can play with everyone's idea of what that is. Yeah. yeah. And I do think that um, the prediction ability does kind of settle into like some very specific probabilities right. that are like way more likely than others. And, and yeah, a good Benny Gesserit is going to make a player afraid that they're about to walk into a trap at exactly. any moment. That, exactly. That, that the Benny Gesserit have been setting them up, and maybe I shouldn't try to win this round, and I should stall around, and maybe that will throw off their thing. But it's that that's I can't imagine like really nailing that as a strategy, because that, yeah. that's that's a lot of mind games to be playing. But yeah, 
uh, check out that game. It'll be coming out um, in, a, uh, I would say, like two or three weeks. Yeah, uh, we'll yeah it'll be after TI game. And up. Um, and yeah, it's. Uh, I will say, again, like, I mean, like most games, it, it gets, we get a little salty in the middle, especially <laughs> EJ gets a little salty. Yeah. I get a little salty at EJ. I'll throw <laughs> myself in there, too. Uh, we both get pretty salty. Um, and then it just has just a wonderful pitch perfect finish, yeah, like yeah. one of the best finishes of any game we, we played while we've been here. But let's talk about Root now. Let's talk about Root. Uh, we were lucky enough to get our copy of the new expansion, Root Underground. We got that literally the day before the Holiday Spectacular, mm-hmm. uh, and like that evening it came in. And so, we got all the little extra stuff too, like all the Vagabond meeples. We yeah. have a meeple for every yeah, I love it. type of Vagabond, I love this which is stuff. so cool, and they um, all look so cute and good. And b- before playing Underground, we had most hunter you'd barely played any of the river folk uh, i hadn't played any expansion factions. stuff until this trip until right. coming to arkansas for this holiday um, and i had never played on the winter map basically my my understanding of route so far has been like oh man it's this like really well constructed four-player game that tight. everything yeah. it's just super tight and you play on this one map and it's the same every time and you have these cards and there's a lot of reliable information and you work with that and they are turning it into something that is way uh, more dynamic than that. And I am all for it. The games we played of Underground made me even more excited for the future of Root because we got to start to see way more diversity in the types of games that we saw. For a while, I just felt stuck on the puzzle of Root. The initial four, ex- four base faction puzzle mm-hmm. was like frustrating me all the time in in that good kind of puzzly way like once you once you get that win with the eerie it's like oh my gosh finally all of that work for right. this satisfying win but it's a lot of of like beating your head against the wall but now suddenly there's eight factions there's four separate maps there's an entire new deck of cards that we haven't touched yet right um there's like all these different ways to play that now it feels like this thing where it's just kind of like we can we we drop the the root box on the table and go so what do we want to like what do we want to do what, what kind of game do we want to have right now rather than the like okay guys buckle in here's root we're gonna it's just kind of like let's experiment let's try these let's try try this weird faction combination and i'm so much more into that root yeah um i would say that because just in getting the underground expansion that there there was some sort of critical mass we've hit with the variety that the game has now that i feel like whenever we do get around to doing root content um the shape of it is i think going to be a little different than we, we originally imagined yeah we very much thought we would go through it like TI basically. In, in sequential order yeah. here are the four factions and then yeah. here are the, and it's going to be it, way it's, it's, different. The game is too dynamic now. There's so many different ways to play. And I love that it has yeah. done that now. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Um now I would imagine our content for Dune to look a little bit like Root. or sorry for Root um to look like uh each uh faction is going to get kind of just like a how-to episode. Right. Uh, with maybe some theory crafting because like theory crafting is gonna have to be a thing like we're not gonna be able to play all of the different permutations of the game it's not like ti where there is like such a defined kind of um solid foundation cats are completely different based on who is who they are up against their entire 
everything changes. Whereas like, oh yeah, you, you kind of change your strategy a little bit when you're up against Mentac. That's nowhere near the comparison of like what you do when you're up against the Otters. Right. It's a totally different problem. Yeah. yeah like I played, so I've, I've been wanting to play as the Otters for a while mm-hmm. in route and, and we did play it eventually, but our, the faction setup it was bad. was kind of busted for it yeah. basically. Um, Which you can get in route. And, yeah. and and so I think the future of our guides, uh, or I, I'm not even going to call them guides, but the future of our content for Root is going to be very much like sort of embracing the idea that Root is a game that is meant to be learned. Yeah. Cole Worley, if you listen to our Oath interview, he's the, he is a designer who is kind of more obsessed with the idea of people learning a game and, and altering <clears throat> the story of the game and leading into impulses and things like that and just like go with this and see where it takes you rather right. than like perfectly developing an optimal he's designed games where like you don't really get to do a perfectly optimal strategy because there's right. too many things that can break that apart for you um so i i see a big thing of our our content being kind of divvied up into two parts which is like here's how to just get started with the game and with each faction here's how to learn how to how this isn't how to do really well with the cats every single time this is how to play as the cats so that you learn the most with each session i feel that way especially about the eerie i have i have ideas of what i want to express for what you should do with the eerie that have nothing to do with winning it's just about experimenting with what their confines are and what they're working with so you can understand their tools better so that later on down the road when you're up against who knows what permutation of factions you can still probably do what you need to do it's not about having a perfectly developed strategy for every scenario it's about understanding the faction on such an in-depth level that they can throw anything at you and you can probably work with it and now because of all of the just all of the stuff in the game you can kind of preserve that feeling of newness for a really long long time time. like it feels like you could play every week for a while and just be like still you know what we've never played with this faction uh like this um combo yeah this combination of factions and then not only that there's a whole new deck of cards that we haven't even cracked open yet like it's it's insane the amount of just like all the little parts that you can shift in and out at this point yeah it's nuts yeah yeah and i mean just the the fact that you're learning each time you're mm-hmm. not learning it's almost like you're not even learning the faction it's like you're learning board state yeah or like oh, yeah. faction state Definitely. what every is time. the uh what is that very good word <laughs> that has to do with uh the environment ecosystem yeah, yeah. every single time you have to learn the of- ecosystem of that one game and that's why so often a game of root ends with like oh they they blew us out of the yeah. water because we didn't learn the ecosystem fast enough and so then maybe next time you play that same combination again because mm-hmm. let's learn that one a little bit better let's dive in like the whole point of root is for you to invest energy in learning what's going on with it mm-hmm. i think people too quickly play a game of root and go well geez vagabond just completely crushed us that just seems imbalanced it's like well you aren't putting in the the right kind of energy into like exploring that further and seeing maybe, what you're supposed to do. I would maybe rephrase that a little bit. I if if you're playing a game and and X faction is running away with it, maybe what you should be doing is looking at the that ecosystem yep. and saying why is that happening? Yes. Not necessarily I think people with root are getting a little too invested in their own player agency yeah. and being like, well this is happening because he played like this. It's like, well just look at 
why 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 is yeah. vagabond running away with it in your game and is there a way to change that or is there a way to create a situation where that can't really happen the same way right people so often i feel like try to give what, what was always frustrating me with the eerie and i think it's true of a lot of things in root is people try to give really simple advice in root mm-hmm. and it's never that simple it's yeah. never just like a well just try doing this it's like no no no, no, no. again you got to look at the whole ecosystem you have to look at everything that's going on and kind of reassess the, the thing as a whole right. it's not just about oh you should have built more workshops it's like well okay that i tried to build some workshops what else do you want from me like i, I building one more workshop wouldn't have saved the fact that like x and x and y and z were happening right Right. That's funny that you made it so specific that because it's like evidently someone told you to make more workshops at some point. And now that's become <laughs> that's my thing. Uh, Who I'll, told Matt to make well, more workshops? Pe- pe- He's mad. No, here's the thing. People are like, well, just you need to get all your roosts on the board. And it's like, yeah, I'm oh, the eerie. eerie. I'm trying to get all the roosts on the board. Thank you for that wonderful like notion. Like, well, of course, I'm trying to get all the roosts on the board. I think people in general, when they talk about strategy games, they want to kind of take the complexity and kind of put it into a box and be like, here is my hot take on board game geek. All of these things I'm saying are either true or like truths that we can debate. Yeah. But what, what I think we're discovering as we play root and now that root has all of this stuff in it is that those truths there, there aren't going to be those truths because so much of it is going to depend on not even your group. It's like, you know, in TI, a lot of it will be about group meta. That'll be yeah. why we can't, like, make a specific point. Because it'll be like, oh, well, in your group, they don't play it's this way. Thing, yeah. Um, With root, it's literally just like, well, mechanically, yeah. you just don't set up root this way. Right. Like, you just don't set up these factions right. and this deck of Otters cards. on and, the lake with the Vagabond right. versus the Corvids. Like, that thing will just have its own completely different game that yeah. you're having to work under. And I think, you know, like, I think it's fair if people, if their complaint is like, well... You can set up root wrong, and one player is destined to win because of that faction. I think that's totally possible. Like, I think you can set yeah. up root in such a way as to where, like, well, a hundred percent or most of the time, this player is probably going to win because there's no one to like. Ch- that, like, again, ecosystem. Yeah. If you have one like animal that is like, uh, I'm going to use a bunch of words I don't know, but like, if you have like an apex predator and nothing to check it, yeah, then they're just going to eat all the um, gazelles. <laughs> Root, your postmodern game for the future where truths are not easy and there's no direct answer. <laughs> it is a, it's a postmodern strategy game. It is. Um, yep. I will say that I really, really love the fact that when that it does set itself up for decisive victories. Yeah. And there's not, like, once you hit that, there's yeah. not, no more room for wiggle room. I right. wish that it would end quicker after that point, though. Yeah. yeah. Well, it depends on the game, too, because, I mean, yeah. what we played last night and hunter and i were actually like sprinting for this finish line of one of us was going to win and it, it stopped being about yeah. stopping each other it was just like a, i got to get as many points down as i can right because no nobody else can put either of us in check so now it is a foot race right yeah that w- that was an interesting um i wish yeah i actually wish we had gotten that one down like recorded that one yeah. we couldn't we were playing with a friend kind of on a whim yeah um but it did have an interesting like me and Matt were both getting to that exponential state yeah. of like next turn we're gonna be able to score way more points than we scored this turn. Yeah. And I I it's weird. I made a choice to not score any points like my third or fourth round. Yeah. Um and just focus on setting up to score exponentially more points, points the next round. 
And timing-wise, it worked out for me perfectly to where I could just barely beat... I just barely beat you. Yep. Um, by two points. By two points. And there was something about that that felt right yeah. in that game. Oh, You know what I, I mean? Like, yeah. it might not have been right with a different right. setup of factions well, or whatever. Let's try... I, I don't... <laughs> we played the root game for stream very late and after an entire game of TI. So I genuinely don't remember very much about it. <laughs> except... Oh, that yeah. I was the moles. Um, but the one that you will have a YouTube video of was our very first time touching any of the underground stuff. Sure. Period. And it's very much a learning game. It was us trying to talk these things out, explain the factions to each other as we were playing. And I think that's how every... I, that's what Root should always be, honestly. I agree. You can get with your small insular group, you can probably get to a level where it's like, okay, the secrecy is now a big deal. But for the longest time we've been playing with, like, when it's my turn, I'm talking through my action and talking through my thought process of why this strategy matters. Because we're not going to get better at this game if we don't talk the stuff out. Right. Mm. Yeah. Um. So th there's actually two root <clears throat> games that you'll be getting on the YouTube uh, pretty soon. Uh, let's talk about the Underground one first, I guess, since we've already brought it up. Yeah. Um, and that one I played as the Cats. I volunteered to not play a new faction. We played on the lake map. Yep which has a really cool gimmick. There is a lake in the middle and there is a little like raft yeah. that you can use to jump across the lake. Um, Sean, who did you play in the Corvids? Corvids, Corvids the Corvid conspiracy. conspiracy, which are, they're like these crows. They're very secretive. They're sort of a, they're sort of a similar thing to the Woodland Alliance. I would say it would be weird accurate. to put the Woodland Alliance and the Corvids in the same game because they're kind of both playing in the same uh, vein of like ah, i'm not so much worried about like my area controlled but i'm worried about getting these tokens down and keeping them there and then letting that unlock my potential later on so the rest of the table is always looking at the tokens that you're dropping on the table being very very afraid of them mm -hmm. and and either exerting way too much effort or not nearly enough effort into dealing with the token problem i think like i think the thing that they have in common with the woodland alliance um is that i think they have the most to gain from two area control factions competing with each other yeah for sure. um and then kind of manipulating that competition um i feel like woodland alliance is like hey i want to try and get some board presence um yeah. and locking down choke points making like situations where oh if you want to go here it's going to cost you yeah. stuff like that corvids i think are a little more like them having dudes on the board is, isn't even super important you're not like crazy worried about it to they a just get extent. dudes on the board yeah well it easily. depends it depends on what kind of game you're playing sure, right. on the game we played last night yeah where i played the corvids for the second time getting dudes on the board should have been my main goal yeah. and i didn't focus on Definitely. that and i got stomped right because right. you were yeah. in a game you were in a game with there being way more dudes on the map yeah. that, well, you, you, that you would have yeah. to deal with in our three-player game there was barely there the units weren't like a i mean there were it was cats versus moles with you in between but it just it had a completely different yeah. vibe yeah. um i played as the moles i think the moles are maybe the easiest to pick up on area control faction that we have now eerie's really tough to yeah. learn cats are easy to learn but, but not easy to succeed but with. not easy to succeed with uh, you got the lizard cult who is pretty weird and hard to like even have that much control, and then now you've got the moles, and I think the moles, I love you, them. You actually get to like really think through your stuff. The snowball effect of them is very real. Like yep. you, you kind of don't look like you're doing very much for the first three rounds, mm -hmm. and then suddenly, uh oh, the moles are getting like ten points every mm -hmm. single round. What are we gonna do? Yeah, very, just, very cool. I like them a lot. I just realized 
the strategy that I should have gone for. Oh yeah, yeah. Last with last night. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. And what, what I underutilized in my plots the most. So I should have focused on moving a lot of my troops to that two bunny cluster. So yeah. and then on having the a lot of units in one place and plotting the clap traps in my space. The so clap traps. So if you guys the snares. So if you guys move in and don't eliminate all of them, yeah. you're stuck. Yeah, we yeah. were talking about that afterwards. Of you, you kept doing the thing where you remove your last warrior there to drop a plot down, and that feels actually not the right way to go about it. It feels like you need to have some units there to then protect that plot. Anytime, right. When you drop a plot down, it shouldn't be the last person sitting there because you need some units there to make it really, really painful to try to deal with it. Yeah. We had a... So there was a game... Uh, that also we did not record where Matt played as the Corvids and he just stomped it. Well, I got so the the Corvids whole thing is they kind of are able to really focus on one trait at a time if they want to. Right. And it becomes very easy, which that syncs perfectly well with if you get a favor card of that trait, favor mm -hmm. of the foxes, favor of the bunnies, favor right. of the mice. And I ended up getting lots of fox cards, and then I got favor of the foxes, which meant I got to nuke the board. And I just got to a really lucky situation where basically everybody's stuff was on fox. Like, I killed almost every single unit on the board. Yeah, I think Hunter had no units I had left. no units afterwards. Yeah. It completely destroyed all my units. Um, I, do, I also feel like that situation, though, is not too unlikely. So I would say, in general, you have playing against the Corvids, like they're they're literally set up to kind of dominate a suit. Yeah, that's how they score. That's how they get dudes on the board. Is they play a card and they get one dude in every suit. Right. Of that one, one clearing of that. Suit. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, the terminology with root can get a little <laughs> wild. Um, but yeah. So uh, he played favor. Uh, we were either like I was playing as the otters and I, and I was not even on purpose occupying the same spot as right. you. I just, that's just where just I was. Where you were. Yeah. Just happened to be there. Well, um, and, it, and it had the added benefit of being on the mountain map, which right. actually has a point on the map that is worth a point every single turn yes. if you're there. So there's like a specific control area you want to be. And in our game, that was also, I mean, it, it was just everything, you know, the, the stars aligned for me to have like maybe the most perfect favor of the foxes that has ever been popped. Yeah. It was nuts. Um, so I feel like our reaction to that though was that last night we basically had no, we were just like no tol zero tolerance yeah. for for crows. Yeah, crow Sean business. scored like two points because we just were if, snuffing if him out every single turn. If two people are punching the same player, they can't. Yeah, they can't. Do, that's that's not how. And we had works. our fourth player was a vagabond, but he was completely brand new to the game, mm -hmm. so it was sort of a non-threat. So yeah, Hunter and I built ourselves. Well, into and a also situation. I don't. I mean, vagabonds aren't not particularly good with like intervening. You know what I mean? Like if you don't pick the right, right you, you got to pick the right vagabond if you want to do that. Right. Yeah. 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 I and agree with that. That was not the that's vagabond not what he, he was. was he was a tinkerer. Or whatever. Yeah. Um. So yeah, we're we've been super into root. We are definitely going to play more of it. Um. I'm excited to get to the to the root guides. We do. We are going to start kind of hammering through the dune guides. That's a little preview of what like January will probably look like. Mm -hmm. On top of the TI tournament we're about to host, and right. on top of everything else going on at the start of 2020. There's I, there's a I know lot. I said this last episode. Um. We haven't sent out any of the scheduling emails yet, but look out for them. Yeah. It's, it's, it's been it's the about, holidays. It's about to go down. Sorry, yeah, yeah. But it's it's. Don't worry. It's going to start firing off we got matt's soon. birthday on the 28th yeah um which is mm, already my birthday but which is already tomorrow yeah right. tomorrow so 
I don't even know when this is coming out at right. this point. It's a late episode. Sure. And if you got a problem with that, whatever. <laughs> like, I'm sleepy. It's, it's, yeah, I'm sleepy. It's Christmas, or it's been Christmas. Um, so Matt's birthday, and then I'm flying back to Portland, and then we are getting back to work because we have a lot of work to do. January is going to be super duper busy. Yeah. But uh, that's that's it. That was the holiday spectacular. That's been our holidays. Uh, I'd love to hear what other people played. I want to hear from other people who got the Underground expansion too and hear your thoughts on these two new factions. We haven't played with the Exiles and Partisans deck at all yet. I've mm-hmm. heard it's very mean, which that's a scary prospect. I already thought the game was pretty mean <laughs> already. So now it's going to be meaner. Yeah. So anyways, thank you so much. I don't think uh, we'll, we'll we'll get to some patience uh, is a virtue errata. Yeah, the response time. to the episode was pretty wild and we have a lot to talk about yes. because of it. So uh, we're not going to do that right now. This yeah, is a, this no, no, is no. a goofy this is a goofy this episode. This is a for fun one. Uh can I do like an impromptu rundown? Dude, give me an quick? impromptu rundown. From so, from memory, no script. Memory. Let's hear it. Um so there's a Galactic Council. The Patreon stuff first. If you support our Patreon, thank you. Love you. Kisses. Hugs. <laughs> Huggies. Kiss, kiss. Um, we have a Galactic Council episode coming up. Uh, I put the poll up for that already. If you are a Galactic Counselor, please check Patreon and hit up that. The Your poll choices are we can do a player profile episode on Nine of Spades, um, who is the winner of the last uh, Space Cats Peace Turtles tournament. Um, we can do a mock drafting episode where me and Matt walk through the draft for our for our tournament this year, and we do a bunch of mock drafting and talk about like basically just like theory crafting uh, the draft, which I think would actually be really useful for a lot of people playing in the tournament. Yeah. Um, so that one's probably the most practical one. Uh, and then the third is a goofy one where me and Matt just talk about our favorite media from 2019. And I already know you're not going to pick that one, <laughs> but I put it in there because I just thought it'd be believe. funny if we did an episode of this show where we are just like a normal goofy podcast. Um, next episode, me and Matt are going yeah, to unveil our new Patreon structure. And also we are going to do another Hundred percent, definitely going to be scrutinized. Tier list yep. of all the TI. Factions. I'm excited for this tier list. It's uh, gonna be fun. I'll tease the the theme of it is uh, hyper competitive tier list. Yeah. At the at the absolute top level, when played pros with only and against tier list. only very very good players, how what do happens? the factions line up against each other? Yeah. So I'm I'm pretty stoked for that. Yeah. Um, Twitter. Facebook, yep. sure. all those things. Check them out. All that stuff. Um, che- yeah, and be excited. The Patreon stuff is about to get very different. it's about to be very different the structure is going to change don't don't be worried if, no not we're not gonna out. like take away anybody's stuff we've been teasing so it much. especially to the space kitties though that there's there will be some changes and and we gotta talk so space yeah. kitties keep kind of looking forward to that conversation yeah um and, uh, and then sean i want to give uh sean the rest of the episode yeah go ahead uh cooking a goose <laughs> very complicated it's not like a turkey and it's not like a chicken it's kind of like a chicken but it's there's a few different prep steps that you're going to want to take the main big important thing you're going to want to do is if you get it from the butcher and the fat hasn't been removed out of um i was watching this youtube video this guy called it the Thank you for listening to Space Cat's Peace Turtles, and thanks to Ben Prunty for the use of his music. You can find more at benpruntymusic.com and benprunty.bandcamp.com. Pax Magnifica, Bellum Gloriosum. <laughs>